Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on True Story FM. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm here bright and early this fine morning with Nikki Kinzer. Hello, Pete Wright. Hello, everyone. You doing okay? Yeah, doing great. We were supposed to be talking this morning, and we did all the stuff. I I was so ahead. I'm never this far ahead, where I posted the live stream link a whole day early yesterday because we were getting up early this morning and not our normal time. Oh, that's uh, right. You were being to, proactive. Oh, I never do that. I never do that stuff. I, do, I was up last night. I made the graphics. I did everything for this episode, wrote up all the everythings. And I mean, not 10 minutes after I sent everything out to everybody, we get word from our, our dear guest that she's had a family emergency and is not going to be able to make it to the show. And so we pivot we pivot. So well, I have first to say, my, my first reaction was, okay, I don't have to get up at six o'clock in the morning. Oh, no, <laughs> you got to oh, get up no. at six. Pete's like, hey, yeah. we're going on. <laughs> yeah, I can't record now in the afternoon. I made plans. I got I other know. stuff so going I'm, on. So we can't go back. Uh-uh. But uh, uh, so we, we sent all that. Our, 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 the most important thing is that uh, our thoughts are, are with our guest, Sonal, who will be on the show another time. And uh, that uh, I hope that, that her uh, family situation resolves uh, positively in this time when <laughs> medical stuff is everywhere. I know, so, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Well, right. and she is going to reschedule, so that will be good. Yeah. We'll hopefully have her on maybe even next week. Who knows? Yes. That's that's our hope. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what we can move around. Uh, it, we may be up again at six that's in the okay. morning talking to India. Next week. <laughs> I've come so to terms great. with that now. That's if I've right. done that's it, right. we I've embrace done it. it once. I can do it again. You can do it again. <laughs> that's right. Uh, I am. Uh, so that's the first thing. Uh, second thing is we pivot. We've got a whole new thing to talk about today. We're going to talk a little bit about perseveration and what it means to build the skills required to say, "Hey, move on." Hope that some of you will relate to this because it's pretty central to my experience and um, trying to put my finger on what we could do to move through, uh, move through stuff 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that sticks it sticks to us. Uh, before we do that, head over to TakeControlADHD.com. You can get to know us a little bit better. You can listen to the show there on the website or subscribe to our mailing list and we'll send you an email each time a new episode is released. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD. And if the show has ever touched you or helped you make a change in your life for the better, if you've ever found you understand your relationship with ADHD in a new way, we invite you to consider supporting the show directly through Patreon. Patreon is listener support supported podcasting. With a few dollars a month, you can help guarantee that we continue to grow the show, add new features, invest more heavily in our community. You can visit patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. Uh, You can get access to our uh, live streaming recording sessions, which is always a fun time. Even when it's at seven in the morning, you get early access to uh, all of our releases as they are produced by yours truly. Uh, You get those early, before they, they drop in Apple Podcasts and the various podcast directories. Uh, we sure appreciate all of you. We're working toward a couple of new goals for 2021. The first is hopefully coming very soon, which is our reference library built in a Coda database, uh, allowing you to see all the links and references we've ever made in, in this show, uh, all uh, lovingly touched and refreshed by our very own uh, at Discord Mom. And uh, uh, Melissa's done a ton of work uh, to, to bring all those resources together. And the second is a new members-only podcast. Uh, We're very excited to do our first spinoff show. So uh, anyhow, it's going to be a lot of fun and and, I hope that that is uh, provocative to some of you out there. A new spinoff podcast for members only. It's going to be fun. Uh, So there you go. Patreon.com slash the ADHD podcast to learn more. Thanks, everybody. Nikki, move on. Okay. I, I'm telling you, I. <laughs> do you ever so watch Saturday Night Live? This. Yes. And you want? Have you ever watched Pete Davidson do his? Okay. <laughs> you know, I'm sure. I'm sure that's crossed my path. I these days I don't watch like the whole show. I watch it. I watch it in clips because I don't stay up that late. Right. Right. Yeah. It's really funny. So the whole time somebody will be talking to him, and he'll just be like, "Okay, okay." <laughs> That's you know what? That's exactly what that's exactly what the show I is know, about. That's what it reminds me of. That you so when do you that. said to that's move so on, great. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, totally. I so it got me thinking, uh, because of my dog. Can I tell you my dog story? Yeah. Uh, I hope it's not sad though. Sh- I don't like dog oh, I don't like a, sad dog stories. No, no, no. Okay. He's a jerk. He's a jerk. Oh, he sometimes. is not. He's so cute. He, yeah, no, he sometimes he just he eats poo and <laughs> He's a jerk. Uh, look, so uh, there I was uh, doing my dog walk duty, and it was rainy. It rains a lot here, right? And so everything's soggy. So I'm I'm walking, and he's not. He's not uh, well trained. I mean, he's a terrible intern, and he is rude on paths when we go walking. If there are other dogs and chaos and all kinds of things, uh, he goes berserk and barks a lot and is crazy. And we, you know, we try to train him. And when I say we try, I, we really, that's heavy air quotes. We don't try all that hard. I'm sure we, if we needed to, if we really wanted to train him, we would train him, but uh, it's fine. You're kind of uh, just so going with it. He's a little yeah. dog. He's fine. Yeah. But, uh, so this has never happened before. I'm walking the dog and I'm walking down the path and we run into a big dog who is totally polite. And my dog goes crazy 
And I hold him tight on the leash and everything's fine. And I keep walking and we, we get past it. And we're about 75 yards down. And I usually have the leash wrapped around my wrist. And so I, I let the, the uh, leash go for a second so I can swap hands because he ran around me and was noosing my legs with the leash, right? Jeez. So I had to change hands. <laughs> and, but he was pretty chill. I mean, he was just kind of exploring, doing his thing, getting ready to. He wasn't do his doing thing, it on purpose. I mean? Yeah, no, he wasn't doing it. That wasn't, he wasn't doing it on purpose, right? No, he's maniacal. <laughs> he's I'm going to get him. It's to hurt me. <laughs> and so he, he wraps it around. So I switch. And, and in the second that I let go, I, the leash comes off my wrist. He decides, you know what? I am going to go crazy after all. And he starts running. And for the first time in three years since we've owned him, he drops out of my hands and he's gone. And he runs like 75 yards before I've made three steps because I am out of shape. You're not as fast as the little dog. So, no. So I start running and the, the, the nice woman who was walking the big dog doesn't hear me coming because she's wearing some giant Sony noise canceling headphones oh. and doesn't hear a thing. So I'm screaming, Gambit, Gambit, get back here, you <laughs> dirty piece of you little you. And I'm, I'm running after him. And uh, uh, she's I'm not really saying those things. I know. I'm really In your quite mind, civil, you but are. I am running and, and I'm a big guy. And so I'm kind of running and it's muddy. And I get to them and I come barreling on this woman. I mean, I don't like run into her, but I imagine when she turns around and sees me running at full speed. <laughs> That's got to be terrifying. Yes. And I'm trying to like make myself smaller so I don't seem terribly intimidated because she can't say like white lightning, my dog right, <laughs> is right. like just a blur. Uh, and of course, my dog stops because he he talks a big game, but he really doesn't know how to, you know, do anything with it. And uh, and so he eventually stops and is just barking. And I, I put my foot on the leash and then I slip and oh, I no. fall and I twist my ankle and I hurt my other heel and I've twisted my back and throw it out. And so that is the daily constant reminder of what a jerk my little dog is. Oh, Pete, now, that's awful. I wasn't expecting right? that. I know. Wow. So, well, so... After my injury, I spent some time uh, just recuperating and complaining heavily, uh, and I realized, oh my goodness, this is one of those examples, isn't it? This is one of those examples where I let one little thing about a lovely, little, delightful, wonderful puppy uh, stick to me in a way that is negative. Mm -hmm. It's a way that is impacting my other my other jobs, my other things that I do as a dad and as a husband and as somebody who helps run a house and cook meals and uh, all of that stuff. And it wasn't the fact that I'm limping around the house. That can be solved with, you know, Motrin and, you know, a brace, right? I, I can, I'm, I'm fine. And it took, you know, 36 hours and I'm, I'm okay. Like, it's all fine. Uh. But what's in here in my head that's keeping me thinking about this event is the thing that I wanted to talk about today. What is it that uh, causes me to perseverate unintentionally and sometimes subconsciously on stuff that is uh, negative and hampers me from getting the work of my world done? And uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that and the impact of uh, ADHD uh, on that experience. What do you think? That sounds great. So I have a question for you. So when you're saying you, so you, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll have to edit that. 
So you're saying that you are, you're continuously in your mind thinking about this experience. Right. Okay. And it's negative. And is that because you got hurt or like, where is it that it's, where is it a negative experience? I mean, I I mean, I can guess. That is a, no, no, no. That's a, that's actually a great question because I, I think the, the, the pain is the thing that reminds keeps you kind of remembering the event. Every time you stand up and take a step, you're like, ow, that hurts. Mm -hmm. Or every time you try and twist and your back hurts or cracks. Mm -hmm. Like those are the things that are the reminders uh, that that keep you from... That this happened and it was... And it the, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. a reminder that it happened and it hurt. But I'm I wonder what it is that is uh that's the emotional connection to it because I love my dog. He's amazing. Of he's course, a superhero yeah. and a jerk sometimes, but he's a superhero. I love him and I snuggle with him and he's great. Um and so uh but but my hunch is that there is some sort of uh embarrassment, some sort of of thing that went on because it was a very crowded area and I'm running around with this little dog that I can't keep my control of and fall in front of people and all of those things that caused me to offset the blame from myself for acting like a doofus and a jerk in front of my dog and all of these people Mm -hmm. um, in a way that was negative. But the other piece is that uh, perseveration is a real thing. And, and I think that it is, it's associated with, um, you know, with neurodiversity, it's associated with, um, you know, our inability to to be sort of mentally flexible, right? It, it is a hard thing to do uh, to be able to jump from uh, one sort of cognitive context to another uh, when we are in times of stress and anxiety, mm-hmm. right? And that's the that's the real piece for me. I realized that when I am when I'm feeling my most anxious, Right. I have uh, a real difficulty moving in new directions. What do you think? Oh, I agree. Right. I mean, because that's what's holding you back. That's what's keeping you stuck from moving on is that you're you're and myself. I do this, too. You just get stuck in the anxiety. Well, I'm curious what your experience is with it then, because uh, like that's you're you're so on top of stuff. You don't convey that at all. Oh, gosh, no, I'm not on top of anything. (laughs) (laughs) It's a mess here. I thank God for the January purge. Um, (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. No, it uh, you know, I find it. I find it at night, right? So mm-hmm. I'm trying to go to bed and, and maybe I'll fall asleep, but then I'll wake up in the mor- in the middle of the night and I'll just be up for a couple of hours sometimes because I'm just rethinking whatever it is that, that caused me anxiety or that I'm worried about. Um, mm-hmm. And it can be a number of different things, you know, whatever's triggering it. So, mm-hmm. but it is hard to get out of it. And sometimes I'll just have to like stop myself and say, okay, I just need to go back to bed. I need to stop thinking about this. You know, it's because it, it always seems bigger at night than it is in the morning for some reason. Um, so, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think that's I think that's because uh, it's quiet at night. It's quiet. Right? Yeah. When, right. When it's quiet, when you don't have anything else that's obviously distracting you. Mm-hmm. I think that that rhythm is everything. Perseveration is, quote, repetitive and continuous behavior, speech, or thought that occurs to changes in cognitive skills such as memory, attention, and mental flexibility. And I use the word a lot because it's uh, it's something I relate to probably 
uh, a lot. Um, it, it is often it is uh, it, an increased association uh, with any experience of traumatic brain injury or Alzheimer's or aphasia or schizophrenia or Parkinson's, uh, but also ADHD. Right. That attention piece is is the real deal. And uh, uh, we've already talked about sort of the 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 skills that come with being able to be flexible in uh, how you uh, how you interpret the world around you, how you read the room. Yeah, I have my little hand up. I have a question. Yeah, you're re- I literally raising your hand, but it's your show. So that you, you can just interrupt me. Well, I know, but you know, that's <laughs> rude, and I don't want you to say I'm your rude, angry jerk of a then, co-host. Uh, I might. Yeah, by next week, I may still be thinking about <laughs> oh, it. Exactly so. <laughs> right. Uh, so this is a completely different word, though, than perseverance. Well, it's the same. It's the same root, right? The, the to persevere is to you know to, to continuously kind of move through, keep going. Perseverate is is just the the negative context of of the same word. Like you keep going but through keep negative thought spirals through, and yeah. things. Yeah, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you know, for for me, I think the the real nut of it is that stress and anxiety drive perseveration. Right. And we are coming off of a uh, high stress, high anxiety week as we record this. You know, last week was a rough week in right. our nation. Uh, and um, and so we're we're kind of in the, the liminal space, the gap between that and whatever comes next. You know, in our political uh, discourse here in the United States, it's confusing and frustrating and hard. And uh, the pandemic is, you know, weighing on all of us mm-hmm. around the world mm-hmm. as we try to figure out what is going on with vaccines and, you know, what can we do? What can't we do? Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, there is reason for heightened stress and anxiety. There's justification for it, certainly. Um, Social anxiety also causes us to be unable to read the room. We've talked Mm -hmm. about this before. Driving, Mm -hmm. you know, driving when you you find yourself driving a conversation forward, you keep talking about the same stuff long after the topic has changed because you, you aren't really you're in your head you're right. you're stressed about the fact that you're actually speaking in front of people and you just start pedaling and ride it all the way down the hill uh and and uh, you miss the fact that that the road changed right mm-hmm. and um and and so you're um you're still talking and everybody else is just watching and waiting because you can't read the room. I know I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're fixating on projects long after you know your stamina indicates that you're not effective anymore. You're still yeah. working at one in the morning on this project, and you're not effective. You're not doing good work, and yet there you are, still That's plugging away. Definitely connected to ADHD, right? It's that hyper focus, right? That's a. It's I, I think hyper focus and perseveration are can be kissing cousins. Well, it's hyper focus, but it but it's after the the focus is gone, right? Because you're saying you're no longer effective. So the way that I'm looking at that is, somebody is just going to keep pushing themselves to to finish that to do list or to finish this thing, even though they are probably going to be better off if they just went to bed and did mm-hmm. it in the morning or did it later that next day because when they're fresher and they're more at their their best because they're going to mm-hmm. do better work or they're going to be more focused when they're at their best than when you're just trying so hard to get through it. But there's that pressure of, oh, I've got to get this done. I've got, you know, I wasted my whole day or whatever you're saying to yourself. 
Um, right, right. Yeah. It's the stress and anxiety, right? right? right. That, those, that's the, the language. And in, and in fact, like the way that language works, I think we have to be so careful because it's a, you know, we talk about limiting language, limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. the language of limiting beliefs. Uh, we have to be careful because the language we can use for ourselves or on ourselves when we're in this context is probably limiting language, masking, masquerading as uh, you know, positive self-talk, right? Yeah. Right. Um, like, you know, I have to get it done. I know I can get it done. Mm-hmm. I, I know I can get this job done, even though I'm, even though I'm exhausted and I, I can't keep words moving right. clearly from my head to the page or whatever it is. Um, you know, when we're stuck in this, in this high stress, high anxiety mode, we cannot see straight the, the tools that are, you know, that are working against us. Um, that attention, uh, the the attention part, right, hurts our our ability uh, to create intentional mental flexibility under stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't control our ability to redirect, and redirection is exactly what we need. Um, so uh, I I feel like those are the things that are working against us. So how do you how do you pivot and uh, and As Ross get yourself would say, pivot. Yeah, pivot, pivot, pivot. How do you pivot um, <laughs> when you know and and shake yourself loose? Right. This is the thing we we talked about at Chad last year in our presentation. Which what is it that what is the the thing you need that's going to kick you out of this particular bind of perseveration when you're in the cycle and you can't say to yourself, God, I've got to move on. Mm-hmm. I've got to move on. Mm-hmm. I'm stuck. I have to move on. Very similar to um, RSD. Yeah, yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, the The things that you know the the professionals say uh, is that you know it's the stuff we talk about all the time. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you drinking too much? Are you eating well? Uh, do you have any sort of uh, mindfulness practice? Right, mm-hmm. like all of those things we talk about. A lot. But in this particular case, one sticks out at me, and I'm curious your thoughts on it. Maintaining contact with friends and family. Mm-hmm. How are you doing on that right now? Connection. Yeah. It's good right. for the soul. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good for the soul. It's good for the brain, mm-hmm. right? And and it's good for the brain on a number of different levels. First, there is there is an energetic and chemical connection, a chemical thing that happens in your body when you you know when you're connected with people that you you care about and that you love. Um, but there's also the very practical, like we need practice talking to one another, right? Mm. We need practice engaging with people who care about us and will talk about talk to us uh, about important things that we don't have to fear, um, you know, repercussions when we're when we're talking with you know with people about important issues to us um and right now that's hard to find mm-hmm. especially if you're you know if you're if you're doing the the pandemic lockdown thing and you are you're stuck in this um you know with the same faces and the same voices of just your close family and you've been with them for many many months now uh how well are you reaching out and contacting the people that are important to you outside of your home uh, how well are you keeping up with, um, you know, with people on uh, FaceTime and, you know, 
Zoom and and uh, making those intentional connections uh, with others uh, to keep your to keep your brain sharp and to uh, to talk through issues that are important to you so that you can release them from the perseverative cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, and, and I just have to say, I think that that's yeah. one of the benefits of having a, a Patreon membership, right? When you have Discord mm-hmm. and you've got. Uh, people who also have ADHD and understand where you're coming from and understand exactly what you're saying. I think even having a community that are like-minded can make a big difference because the way that you uh, perceive something could be very similar to somebody else with ADHD without, but not the same with somebody who doesn't have ADHD or somebody that's too close to you, right? That I really just want to talk about this or, you know, this is what I'm struggling with and you're going to get it. You're going to mm-hmm. understand it. I, I think that is a, a great point. And it was, it was on my mind. We, we, we used to hear more. I feel like we went through a, a process or a, a period where this was a little bit contagious, where people in the community were reaching out to one another to have like on video, like one-on-one accountability sessions where, um, where they would have those connections. And I just want to remind people, you can do that, reach out to one another and get on video. Um, you know, using the text community is, is great, but looking at somebody in the eye as best you can over video. You really get and, to know them. Yeah. I mean, I even think about them. the happy hours that we have every month, yeah. you know, seeing people that that uh, we see in the Discord community, we see the names, but actually seeing the people and, and talking to them, it does make a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'll tell you, uh, one of the things that that will help to shock me out of my perseverative cycle is being able to think about other people mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. they're doing. And I find myself looking so forward to those happy hours for that very reason, because we hear, we get the catch up on the stories, we hear them in their own voices, um, and we get to share our own uh, stories and and the things we're, um, you know, we're we're dealing with and. I, I think about them and I think about their stories between happy hours, right? Mm-hmm. It, it is a it is important, um, I think, just as human beings to have those connections with other people to keep us from perseverating on ourselves. Well, um, and I can just imagine, I mean, the the connection and the the feeling, the inclusiveness of, you know, just being with other people. Um, but I also think it's a great distraction too. I mean, when we're talking about, you know, something that's really bothering you, uh, to be able to, like, I just think of like certain friends that are very lighthearted and me Mm -hmm. talking to them would really just lift me up. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like really pinpointing who would be the people that would really get you out of it like but i can also yeah. tell you there's a couple of people that probably would bring would me not. even further <laughs> down so i really don't want to make that call at that point but i mean yeah. i just i think that yeah I, I see what you're saying is that it helps you get out of that even if you're not even talking about it but you're just talking about something else and you're you're able to to switch that focus to something that's more positive, which is what we talked about with joy right yeah. we, we were talking about that that uh joy the difference between joy and happiness is joy is something that can happen um, at any time. And it can just be a moment where happiness feels more like, are you happy? Are you happy all the time? Like, you know, right. Right, It's a burst of excitement for, for joy. And I think that that's an important thing to remember is that when you're feeling that way, 
gratitude. I don't know if they said anything about gratitude, but I would say gratitude and joy are things that you can certainly look at to to shift that focus in your mind. Yeah. The important thing here, and, and it's the thing we sort of uncovered in our research with the joy conversation, is that that these are things that distract you from your current state. Right, right. And that's and, kind of what you putting, need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what you need. Something that jars you from the cycle that you're in and puts you in uh, on a new path. Mm-hmm. And uh, anything we can do um, to to give ourselves that freedom and flexibility, uh, it gives us practice on, you know, that, that sort of mental agility that we need. I was just thinking the other day I was watching... Um, a video of these two dogs. They were these two beautiful golden retrievers and they'd never been in snow before, or at least they hadn't been in that deep of snow before. Mm -hmm. And so they opened the door and it was like three feet of snow. And I mean, it was the cutest thing watching these two dogs play in the snow and trying to figure out like why it wasn't a solid thing, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know? And, but I laughed. I mean, I laughed out loud. I showed it to my husband. I was like, look how cute this is. You know, it's those little (laughs) moments, right? That, that will definitely get you out of that, whatever stress and anxiety, because this is what I've learned about anxiety is 95% of the time. It is so not in my control. Mm -hmm. So if I can just let that go and know that this is not in my control and, and have enough belief in myself that whatever happens, I'm going to be able to get through it that, you know, Mm -hmm. and just keep that's, that's the positive feedback, right? Not limiting beliefs, just, right. I know I'm going to be able to get through this. I don't have control over it. Something else that we've been doing in our, well, between my husband and I, because we have two teenagers and teenagers are not easy human beings. Talk about being jerks sometimes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, love them unconditionally. Uh, but that's something that we've been asking ourselves is, you know, is that our problem? Yeah. Is that our problem? Oh, yeah. that definitely puts that's... things in a different perspective because some of it is, some of it is our problem. But then other things, nope, has absolutely nothing to do with us. And whatever consequences they get, they get to their problem. Mm-hmm. That's we'll right. be here when they fall. <laughs> that's right. Um, but yeah, so anyway, I know that's I, kind of off it, subject, but. No, but it, I, I think it is. I think there are a couple of things. And I want to go back to the mindfulness practice because I kind of blew past this. But I, you know, we talked about yearly themes last week, maybe the week before. Uh, oh, yeah, it was in our Q&A uh, episode where we, we talked about yearly oh, themes. Oh, that's right. Yes. And I, I think I talked about uh, several years ago, my theme was, you know, have fewer strong opinions. Did I talk yes, about that? Yes, that you did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, this goes into it, right? I think moving on um, is, you know, central to that, to my experience of it, is my ability to free myself from having a strong opinion about it. Right. Mm -hmm. And like I and so I had to cultivate that by actually putting signs up everywhere that ask me, do you have a strong opinion about this? Right. And just stopping and saying, wait a minute. I don't care. I don't care. The the act of saying I don't care about whatever it is and practicing saying that not in a dismissive, sarcastic way, but as a genuine, authentic practice of separating yourself from 
things you really do care about and things that you care about only because it seems like everybody else cares about it Mm -hmm. and it should be important is critical for me. It is so important to be able to say, I don't care. And when clients ask me things and they ask me for my opinion, if I really don't have an opinion, Mm -hmm. to not be afraid to say, I don't have an opinion. I'll do whatever you want, right? Right. For people who, when they pay me for opinions that matter, I don't want to dilute them with opinions that don't, right? right? If there really is not a reason to care about this, then we could do, we can act on taste, right? Mm -hmm. We can act on preference. It's fine. But, but that means that when it, when I do care, I know it, right? I know it in my gut, right? I can feel it Mm -hmm. because I have sifted out all of the other junk. I've sifted out through a daily intentional practice of saying, ah, I don't care. Right. I don't care about that thing right now. That thing right in front of me, I don't care. Do what you want. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's been huge in my ability to kind of uh, create a practice around breaking those cycles of, of things that I do and don't care about. And I notice when things like the dog, let's just circle all the way back to my dog experience. When things like that happen, and I find I'm still thinking about it three days later, I know I'm falling out of practice for whatever reason, pandemic, uh, politics, whatever, I'm falling out of practice and I need to be put back on the rails. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's why we're talking about it today. Right, right. Yeah. That's interesting. What do you think? I Is that helpful? It. Yeah. Good job, Pete, I right? So. For putting this together so. in last minute. I'm, this is why we podcast, Nikki Kinzer. Mm-hmm. It's for our introspective experience of the world. Of the and dogs so that I hope we that own. helps somebody else. Oh, the <laughs> dogs and the ridiculous. He's such he's just he's not set. He's never running for office. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, so this has been great. Thank you everybody for hanging out and, and joining us for this pivot. Uh, this last minute pivot. And again, we will, we'll get back on track and uh, we'll let you know as soon as we have that rescheduled with Sonal. It's going to be a great conversation and she's a fantastic person. So uh, we look forward to, to getting that rescheduled. Thank you for downloading and listening to the show. Thank you for your time and attention. Don't forget, if you have something to contribute to the conversation, jump over to the Show Talk channel in our Discord server and you can join us right there by becoming a supporting member at the deluxe level. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright. We'll see you right back here next week on Taking Control the ADHD podcast.